room, you can't move, you can't speak. It's, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. You know, you're looking out into the darkness and then you see a figure, but it's darker than the darkness. I just get this like really creepy feeling and I see this, uh, this like shadowy demon looking figure in the front seat of the car. She used to come into my room at night and stand right by my bed and I just was petrified. I remember I saw something fly by my bedroom window. We heard the bathroom door shut. So then we looked out my bedroom window down the hallway and the bathroom door was wide open. So we came around the bend and we saw eye shine. This thing stood up. I mean, it stood up. And it had high pointed ears. It had a snout, it had a long arm, and it just, it grabbed the deer. Okay, guys, I'm super excited to welcome our next guest to Let's Get Freaky podcast. We've got Farah with us tonight. How are you? I am doing awesome. How are you doing, sir? Oh, very well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on Let's Get Freaky. Oh, my pleasure. I'm here to get freaky. Yeah, that's it. What part <laughs> of you? What part of the US are you in right now? I am in Eastern Tennessee. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. What they what... call the uh, paranormal bubble. Yeah, you guys have got say. a lot of activity over there, I hear. Very much so, and I love it. I'm all That's for it. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm also watching, you've got a little bird behind you going up and down. Yes. He is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is um that's my gypsy she's a green cheek conure and she's always here she knows to be quiet but yeah. sometimes if she feels like she's being ignored then she'll you know tweet but she doesn't go crazy she's not a parrot per se so <laughs> so she's not talking right she's not- <laughs> exactly she's not going to be back here you know cursing up a storm yeah. and singing she might just do a tweet, you know, that's yeah. it. But well, she she is more than welcome to get involved in the show. I've got no, <laughs> no problem with that at all. Thanks. That's <laughs> so awesome. You, you've got a really cool podcast um, called The Conversation Cabin. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your show and, and what got you into it? Sure. Um, well, I I love my show, first of all. I got started because not only have I been researching the paranormal for about 20 years. Um, I've done about five years cryptid research. Um, it's more or less when I moved here to Tennessee from Florida, uh, it opened my eyes to the fact that everything can be on one property. And I'm talking anywhere from, you know, a UFO to a cryptid to dark shadows uh, to skinwalkers. Um, this is like a smorgasbord. Now, Granted, I've always wanted to um, write. I'm very creative. So and I've always wanted to act as well. Um, You know, I was always one to participate in drama. So I wanted to start the podcast to be able to share my creations and how I tell a story as compared to maybe someone else. So but on top of that, I think a lot of people respect someone that if you're speaking of the paranormal, do you have experience yourself? What do you think about it? And I think the fact that I live 
on an extremely active property that is that can be terrifying one minute and then the next minute be God's country beauty and birds singing and tweeting. Um, but you know, that's, I, I wanted to, like I said, not only share my experiences on the podcast, which I do, but I also, like I said, I write about cryptid stories and paranormal and haunted places and things like that. So it was a way to vent my creativity and also bring people along a journey with my property cave and house awesome mm-hmm. so so that that activity that you said have you got all that going on in your area right now i have all that going on in my area right now wow yeah. Yeah. okay i'm excited to hear this <laughs> right <laughs> wow now, let me let me make sure i make this clear have i had a you know close encounters with the fifth kind kind of thing like i'm shaking hands with aliens by all means no but not I yet. have caught not yet exactly, but I have caught UFOs in the sky. And actually, not only did I catch one in a picture, but which was awesome was this past um, June 23rd and 24th, when I had a bunch of people out to my property to investigate Operation Cryptid. Um, it, it don't you just love it when things validate and solidify that things are going on because right on the first night that they were here, we all turn around and we catch a UFO in the sky. Wow. So it was, it was awesome to, you know, have a place that can be, can be validated when people are here. Now, granted, again, we didn't run into Bigfoot or Dogman, but they got to see the tracks for themselves. You know, we found um, scat of some kind, but it was not animal and it was not human. It was kind of like a human type scat, but yet not animal because it didn't have berries or hair or anything like that in it. Um, so, you know, around there were things that, you know, people could see like, oh, my God, wow, this this place is for real. But I also, you look at my Instagram and everything and I, and I have everything documented. So that's awesome. So you're getting cryptid activity outside your house as well. Yes. We have um, a supposed Sasquatch pod, meaning that I don't know how many now I'm thinking when I had Jessica out here, the cryptid huntress, uh, she said it was more than five, less than 10. And we validated that with um uh the dowsing rods it answered that and also we caught on an evp it said something said seven very eerie seven on the evp recorder so you know there is something out here we've caught something that looks like a dog man i've actually seen something in person that resembled something like a dog man but darn it when you have stuff in your hand and you can't get your phone up to snap it but it was very weird it had um i was just out just taking a walk and actually just going to be doing like an evp session out in the field and all of a sudden from like a 20 foot embankment that's very steep this black thing came out of the out up from out of the huge creek bed came out and then the weird thing about it is when i was watching it ran run away it looked back at me but all i can remember is like it's weird like it was like this it was running weirdly like it looked like it was crawling 
on four, though. And usually Dogman is said to only have two. So yeah. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't a dog. It wasn't a deer. It was weird. You do get reports of Sasquatch in a, in a weird formation on all fours. You hear that every now and again. Every now and again, yes, you do. And there, and by all means, there's a lot of Sasquatch sightings here in Tennessee. I mean, first of all, we have the best water source you can get. We live right next to the Cumberland River. Um, you know, we have the cave system. My cave system is actually linked to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. Actually, wow. if you know the story of the Hopkinsville Goblin story in Kentucky, the goblins are known to have resided in the cave up in that area. Wow. My cave is attached to that Can in you... some way, somehow. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about for anyone that might not have heard that? Because I've not actually heard that. So I'm interested sure. in hearing about the goblins. Oh, of course. Um, well, um, I don't know specific, you know, but I'm going to say this was like in the 50s. And it was um, <clears throat> like, you know, a, a very humble down home country you know, wearing jeans, suspenders, family that lived out in the woods in a little cabin. And um, there was uh, aliens that had shown up more more than one of them. I'm, I'm talking like maybe five to seven of some sort. And they had actually shot at these things had actually like, you know, I don't know if they shot back again. I don't know, you know, offhand, you know, but it's um, it's a very famous story, I believe. It might have been studied by Dr. Heimlich from the Project Blue Book. I'm not sure on that, but if anybody looks it up, they can just look up the Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Now, some people say aliens, some people say goblins, but regardless, I mean, it's an alien goblin species of some sort, but they are known to um, goblins are are known to reside in the caves in Kentucky. And also, if you watch that documentary, Hellier, H-E-L-L-I-E-R, then they also talk about goblins that are there in the mines and the cave systems up that way as well. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Fascinating so, stuff. It's pretty crazy here. I love it. Um, you know, my one of my great friends, my best friends, Courtney, who does um, Hans podcast, she said that one of the reasons that she likes me was something I said right off the bat, which was, you know, hey, Anywhere that, you know, there's something scary, I'm jumping right in it. No, I'm not. If an alien wants to come up and take me away on a ship, I'm going to be like, let's go. Let me just pack a couple <laughs> things because I'm tired yeah. of people saying, well, that's not that or this isn't that. And it's like, but when I turn to them and say, OK, well, then tell me what it is. Nobody can tell me what it is. So until yeah. then, I'm going to try to find my own answers. Yeah, for sure. Okay, freaky fam. Now, obviously, like me, you love the paranormal. You love the freaky. You love the strange. We love it. And if you're looking for freaky places to visit, well, I have got a good one for you. Braxton County, West Virginia. Yes, absolutely beautiful, full of history and a hotspot for paranormal activity. Now, Braxton County is known for the very famous Flatwoods Monster, but that's not the only bit of strange that calls Braxton home. Uncover all that's weird that Braxton has to offer. Bigfoot, monsters, ghosts, UFOs, and even a Thunderbird. You've got haunted towns, haunted locations, and some of the waters at Braxton County are home to some of West Virginia's 
biggest monster fish. You've also got the Flatwoods Monster Museum where you can learn everything about the 1952 sighting of the creature. And just down the road, you've got the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum. Oh man, I need to get there. Guys, this place sounds like a freaky dream. I want to go there now. For more information, check out www.braxtonwv.org slash freaky. The link will be in the show description, so make sure you check it out. <laughs> awesome stuff. Going, going back to when you saw the dog man, mm-hmm. can you yeah. remember how big that was? Well, first of all, okay, so we caught a picture of a dog man that was right off our front porch. My husband caught that picture. And, um, a, you know, after we record, I'll send you the pictures so that way you awesome. can kind of see what I'm talking about. So that was one picture where it just shows pretty much like the the furry head and the ears and it's pitch black right up against green foliage. And you can tell it's something Um Now, the one that I had seen that I was unfortunate to not get a picture or video of, I would say, hmm, I'm trying to think. Let me get a good, let me get a good picture. So, you know, all right, how about the biggest Rottweiler pit bull that you can combine into one? Wow. It was big. It was big. I mean, it was probably pushing 150, 200. But like I said, it had four legs. It didn't have two. And I know that a lot of um, I talk with Nick Valente, who is, you know, the I mean, God, no knowledge of all dogmen. And of course, there's like different kinds of dogmen. But I believe he said that, you know, there's not really many that are four. They're on two. So that's kind of what stumped me. And it was all black and it had like a brown, like a brown chest. But it was big. It was like muscular in this part. But like I said, when it was running away, it was doing like a rake run that you would see in like a fake video. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that that just kind of threw me off. And I'm a deer hunter, so I know what deer look like when they come up out of a bed. They're they stand beautifully tall. This thing was down to the ground. It was not tall. It was probably I would say maybe three four feet off the ground. And it was long ways, which was also very weird. Wow. So it was now, I mean, gosh, I haven't thought about that since it happened because it freaked me out so bad. But when I think about it, it is just, it was like misshapen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You hear that quite a lot as well. When when people talk about seeing these things and Sasquatch sometimes as well, that when they're moving, it's like something you've never seen before. Like the movement is so strange and uh, it's interesting. Exactly. And and in the the Sasquatch, um, you know, it did not take long for us to know that we had some issues with that because we moved in here in November of last year. And by December, January, um, it was pounding on the side of our house. Oh, wow. Wow. So. I don't know whether that's because um, because, mind you, this property is um, is owned by a big family that's been here for a very long time. And we have some of that property. It's ours. Yeah. Um, So I don't know whether it's we were intruding or, you know, how you want to call it. But it was um, 
you know, long story short, it was raining one night we were sitting in bed and, and what was also weird is that it knew where our bedroom window was. Don't go pound in the living room. Don't go pound in the kitchen. It was centered right here and it was by my head. And this cabin is built with, you know, this, this cabin was built in the fifties. It's that solid, hard wood where if you or my husband that are big fellas go outside and you pound on the cabin, I'm going to hear it inside as like a low thud because it's such hard wood. You can't, this was beastly because it vibrated through the house and even shook my bathroom decor. And when we ran out to the sliding glass door to see what it was, you know, we open it because our front porch is the length of our house. So we would be able to see it necessarily if you go outside and you turn to the left and nothing there. Came back in, sat down in bed, was a little shooken up. Five minutes later, one, two, three, pounded again. I mean, I'm even getting goosebumps as I'm telling you right now. And it made my husband jump up, grab his shotgun off the wall. I grabbed my Glock. We went out. Nothing. Mind you, too. Anything that would have come from my front porch up the first three steps would have been on camera. Anything that would have had to have crawled up on the end of the porch, I would have been able to catch in the backyard on the back camera. So it was something that was there and gone like that. Wow. How often was that happening? Or was that a one-off thing? That was a one-off thing. And then after I bought an EVP recorder, a better one after that, and I had set it outside of the cave and I caught a tremendous Bigfoot howl that has a set of lungs. That thing was like a mile away. And I tell you what, my small little recorder heard it from right here. It was, it was jolting. It was jolting. And it was very high pitched. It was you. There was no mistaken coyote dog. Number one, there's no dogs here. It's me. It's the owner of the 488 acre land and the other house she rents. And no one was even there because he moved out after one month because he said something was standing up in the cornfield behind him. He was an engineer looking for a new life. 60 some years old, retired. He was in and out within three weeks. Wow. There's no dogs here. There's (laughs) this was, and I'll send that to you as well. So at least you can hear what I'm talking about. That'd be awesome. Wow. Did you ever see, uh, have you seen Sasquatch? Have I seen him? No, but he has gotten as close as, like I said, the, the house and also my EVP, EVP recorder that night. It, we let it sit out there for, I think it was about an hour and 15 minutes, and it was an hour and six minutes when the howl was caught. But right before that, and this is when I first thought, it didn't take somebody remote viewing my property to make me think that I had more than one. Because right before that howl that came like a mile away, there was bipedal walking and cracking of branches right above my cave in the mountain in the woods right here. And that was clear as day on the EVP. And it was too, you know, like I said, you have to know me. I was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania. Um, No stoplight in our town. Love the woods. I know what animals going through leaves sound like, you know, this was crunch crunch break 
very heavy of something. I haven't seen it, but it's one of those things where I'm kind of glad because a lot of people that say, you know, that they might have believed in Bigfoot, but when they saw it, it gave you a whole new. Yeah. You you know, uh, there's people that, you know, admit that they've urinated on themselves and i don't really feel like doing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I often say on the show that i would love and i would i would love to see a sasquatch but i i don't take for granted that it must be life-changing and terrible like it must be scary at the same time and so i I, even though i would love to see it i'm fully aware that it it might not be a pleasant experience at the same time just even this here just even this here is why, of course, I still want to see it, but I know I'd be scared to death because hearing that pound yeah. and how much force and heaviness was behind that. Yeah, we're we're talking a big, a big that's pa- thing that's here. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like your neighbor that left saw it. <laughs> yeah. And it had an impact on him for sure. He left. He moved in the same time we did, and he was gone within three weeks. Wow. Wow. And you say he saw it standing in the cornfield. He saw something. I don't know what it was. I wasn't there, of course, but he saw something, but it scared him enough that he packed up and he left. Wow. And I mean, and he just moved in. He was, you know, we were getting friendly with him. He was bringing over kindling for wood to start our fire. And he was so nice. And then all of a sudden he was just gone. And I asked Peggy, I said, where where did what's his name go? I really didn't even get to really know him that well. And yeah. she said, oh, he saw something in the back behind the because I mean, granted, now where this house of that he was renting was, I mean, it's a whole field. So it's 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 jarring when you're back there at night. Yeah. And yeah. I guess he had a fire and he saw a silhouette and that was it. That yeah. week packed left. Yeah. So that's all I know about it. Because that's the thing, you're you're in their territory, you're in their, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. oh, man, wow. Very scary. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's scary. Is everyone in, in the area that you live in, do, do you all experience, or is, is there people that go, no, there, there's no Sasquatch, or is, is it yeah. everyone know it there? Everyone knows it. I mean, first of all, there's only three of us here, and that's okay. for 45 minutes. Wow. Um, so, and the people that are here, it's, it's almost, we know it's here. We just don't want to say much because again, you know, you get that stigma of people think you're crazy, but again, there's no passers throughs here. There's no transients here. There's no nothing. This is, this is set back in high elevation in the mountains and forests and woods of Tennessee. It takes an hour for us to get to the store, 30 minutes just to get to a gas station. That's not busy either. So it's mainly everyone just stays in their homes. They don't really go out much in the woods because I think everybody has the same feeling as I do. There's more than one and there's more than one thing here. Yeah. So. Wow. How far are you from the the Smoky Mountains? Oh, like two hours. Oh, wow. I'm I'm uh, about two hours away from Oak Ridge, which everyone knows that as, you know, deathly scary particle reactor stranger things all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah. but um you know and and we even have something that happens it's very strange um where we're laying in bed sometimes and you know how you lay out with your legs out and your feet up you know 
we have this train noise under our bedroom floor that actually makes our toes go like this. It just and then stops and it, it, you know, and that happens maybe like once every three weeks to a month. But when it's here, it's like something's really busy, like something's hustle and bustle. And our toes will just go like this. And we're like, we're looking at each other like, what in the hell is under us? So do you think there could be literally something like a train going underneath the house? Yeah. We had a professional remote viewer view our property a month before we did Operation Cryptid. And she thinks that there is either a separate military base or a separate alien base or a together they're working military alien base that's what wow wow and she and she was trained by military she works along military is on her research team you know she's a a very thorough and you know she was like that's hands down number one what i see right there that was the first thing she said before she even remote viewed the property was that and i didn't even tell her anything about the train thing um but the other thing too is now that i think about it where our bedroom is right here where we heard that that's the underground where the cave is right here so it's like you know, we think and what's really weird is my husband showed the guys when they came out two weeks ago, whenever it rains really bad, all the water from the mountain comes down about a day after and floods our creek bed. But yet there's water that goes down right in the side of this creek bed here. It goes down into something that's right in front of this cave, because like you have my cave backyard 12 feet drop into a creek bed and right down there, there's water that's flowing down into something. I think there's like a cavern that is attached to this cave, which makes me think even more. And we always get Apache and Blackhawk helicopters coming right up above us. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, that part's scary because we don't know, you know, my husband is ex-military, so he knows about training But normally one single solitary Apache helicopter isn't coming, coming, taking a turn dive to look at your house. Yeah, man. Usually there's like two, three, four in a training program. Now, sometimes there's been like two Blackhawk, one Apache, two Apache, one Blackhawk. It kind of gets mixed, but they always come over my house. And it was also weird when the guys were out here on June 23rd, there was a helicopter that was circling when all of us were walking into the cave because somebody saw all the trucks rolling up everything. And they even turned and were like, dude, (laughs) there's a freaking helicopter watching us right now. Wow. I don't know how that got out anywhere, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So did you, you, you went to the caves, you went to an entrance of the cave. Oh yeah. It's right here. It's you take, you take like 20 steps and it's right in my backyard. Oh wow. So did you, so you go in there? Mm -hmm. I cave, I paranormal investigate in there by myself. Wow. (laughs) You're braver than me. That's for sure. (laughs) Everybody has been saying that. Yep. Especially when um, three different uh, mediums said that when they watched my cave, 
investigation videos, um, three different mediums some from three different states that do not know each other all said the same thing that they saw a skinwalker peak when I put my flashlight on it and then it went back in and sucked back into the ground. And they think that there's skinwalkers that were banished by the Native American tribes here like 2000 years ago and they they went out. That's wow. But they're telling me at least. Wow. And you've got that on on the video. I have my cave investigations on video. I did not see anything. They did. They're mediums. I'm not. But um, wow. I did catch a black shadow um, a few days after the guys left. And I have that on video. And it's terrifying because it starts out as a thick, black, inky blob of black and it's going like this on the side of my shed and then it goes into a vertical like thing that's standing and then just goes off and i'm like that there and i got goosebumps again because that was when i saw that and that was after i went in the cave how many times by myself how many times we all went in that i was like well there you go. There it is right there. Tell me what that is, because wow. that is no human spirit. Yeah, yeah. No way, no how. Do you human. think that, that was a possible skinwalker as well? Now wow. that, yeah, because I actually had a paranormal group look at it, too, and she caught some still pictures and uh, sent it to me. And she's, you know, she's not one for paradoila or anything like that. And there was some pretty nasty looking faces on that it more like a like a skull with its but it had like its mouth open i mean it was just that one when i caught that because i've you know again i've always watched paranormal so you see the black shadows and my goodness paranormal groups have a hard time catching a good black shadow that's like a holy grail if you can get that i got it where it was in its inky form and you can watch it manifest into a vertical form. And I don't think I've ever seen that on any paranormal channel, but I caught it on my camera and it's a hell of a catch, if I have to say so myself. Wow. wow. I need to see that. Is that available? Is that available for people to see or? Yes. It's on my Instagram, of course. So mm-hmm. I will Instagram, share, share the links. Yeah. I'll share all the links in the show description so people can see that. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's it's, and it's it's scary because you, you know, um, I'm not a doctor. I don't think anybody's a doctor in paranormal research, but just what I've learned is that more or less like your whitish apparitions are more of the, you know, positive, not so negative. The fact that this thing was like this big on the side of my shed. I mean, it was you want to talk about some negative black um, goop. Yeah, it's just weird looking. Was that during the day or was that at night time? No, that was at night early, though. I mean, I think it was about like eight thirty nine, thirty night and it set off my motion camera. Thank God. Or I wouldn't have caught it, which is very weird that it did that because my camera. will say either motion. Person, vehicle or animal, so it can actually, you know, decipher and I was sitting in bed watching TV and it said, boom, motion detected at the shed. 
And I was like, oh, okay. I go and I look and I'm like, oh. I mean, I was terrified. I was literally terrified. And then right before the guys came, the week before the guys came, I caught three little bean entities that like you're looking at my front yard. You see a right orb by itself come from the right. It's traveling all across the front yard. Then these two other bean lit beans come up. They meet each other. The first one changes places with the third one. And then they go off and fly off together. <laughs> I'm like, do you guys want to stay there or do you want to stay back in the cave? They all picked wow. up in front. <laughs> but yeah, were they like orbs or were they? Could you see were, body shape? No, they were orbs. And I say bean because I've caught a, I've caught another light orb in my camera um, a couple months ago. And and it I we had gotten the cameras, a new set, a more expensive set, a more thorough set, good picture, you know, all of that. And um, I happened to just want to play with it one night. I was like, oh, I'm going to you know, go to the front door and play with it. You know, and I turned it on and I said, oh, I want to record it. Why I thought that I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's about two minutes in and I have this on video as well. And um, it just comes from the right and it's going like this and it's just like this staring right at me through the camera like it knew that I was looking at it from inside and it was just there like, hi. Wow. And I just felt it. I felt like it was even just saying Hi, I know you're here and I want you to know I'm here. So then when I saw those other beans, that's what I call them is because, um, you know, first of all, the light bean that I caught first a few months ago, it was wintertime, 30 degrees out. So no, no fireflies, no bugs. Um, we know we all know what bugs and fireflies look like. Fireflies go in and out. That's in the summer here. This was in winter. This was it, this had emitting its own light the whole time. Same with the three beans that I caught. I call them beans, like I said, because they have an intelligent movement. I either think they're like um, a spirit that turns himself into that to get from one place to another quick. Or I think it's an alien of some sort that's putting itself into this to get around because Yes, you, you can always see the spider webs on camera. You know, when it's wet, you see like the three dots and they move like this. But this was one orb coming from 20 feet away to join two other ones. That's not a spider web. A, a spider web doesn't come from 20 feet away, join to another one. And then the first one doesn't trade places with the third one. And then they rotate 180 and go fly upwards. Yeah. You yeah. know, a spider web's like this, you know, like this. Yeah. That when you these, see it, you, you'll understand what I'm they, saying. They seem to be interacting together. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It was like the one was coming to meet and the other ones were like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do voices for them. But, <laughs> that is cool. Uh, but, hey, what up, buddy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, very, very intelligent. And that's where, you know, you have to um, 
you know, it, it's it's the people that are negative and, you know, they they don't have much to do but be negative that are like, oh, well, that's just this. And it's just a spider web. But if yeah. you've done your research and you look at between this to that to this to that, you can see my mine aren't spider webs like, you know, I'm I didn't I didn't I don't have a paranormal investigation YouTube channel. So like this isn't what I do. Podcasting is what I do. And I write about what happens here and I share the videos that I catch. But that's part of you being part of the cabin crew on my podcast channel. So it's just I'm, I'm sharing it. So so people out there, too, can have a vessel and, you know, don't think you're crazy because if people do their homework, there's a difference between a spider web and a bug and a this and a that, you know. Yeah. And um, actually, the morning of. Um, the morning of the day that everybody was arriving for Operation Cryptid, I also we caught an apparition at the second location um, about five minutes away. It was coming out of the um, and I'll send that to you, too. But it was coming out of the forest and it was like swirling and my husband caught it and then it just dissipated. Right. I mean, how my husband caught it. I don't know. He has great eyesight, but yeah. And I got that one on camera. And some people say that it's gnats, but gnats don't dissipate like that. They travel together. So yeah. yeah. Wow. But it's everybody's opinion. You know? Yeah. That's it. I mean, I think you could put, you could put the perfect picture of something out, which is, you know, and people would still find a way to something. say it's not. Yeah. You, you're just yeah. never going to please everyone. Some mm -hmm. people just don't want to believe this stuff and we'll just, Mm -hmm. throw negative stuff at it and that's fine that's their opinion yep. but, um, all i say was hey that's you know everyone's it is still a free country here from what anyone else thinks so yeah. you know we we are allowed to have our own opinions and i welcome everyone's opinions just don't you know when someone says their opinion and then i have like a comment or be rude to that person it's like nope okay you're off because you know we don't we don't yeah. need that. And I always say too, you know, if you honestly think that the universe only spit us out, like yeah. it did a, it didn't do that good of a job then because yeah. we hurt each other. We, we, you know, destroy each other. We're selfish people. I mean, there's way more on this earth than just a hundred percent, hundred percent. There's a lot more, a lot more. So the, the caves that you, you go in that are right next to your house, how, how far in do you go? Um, well, the guys actually went far and it went a good maybe mile back, but there's even still more. It's just they didn't have the right equipment to keep going because it was a rappel down from okay. there on out, which that also makes me think I want to know what's below ground because if you have to rappel down. Yeah then I'm wondering what's down there. Oh, wow. Wow. Does and it... then that second property, there's another cave over there that we showed them. And it was a repel. That's how you get into it is repelling down. And it has a cone that you look up 50, 100 feet. I mean, it looks like it's huge in there. So, I mean, there's just so many caves here. It, you know, you just... You just think something's going on. You just you yeah. just feel it when you walk this property, dude. Yeah. I need to get over there, man. Sounds awesome. Oh, it's <laughs> it sounds awesome. Scary, but awesome. Yep. 
So Definitely. how do you know how far um, anybody's ever been into the cave? Like how far have you gone as far as you know anyone else has gone? No, I don't know anybody else because um, I'll be to be honest, not many people come out here. Peggy has, you know, she's a very private person. This is her farm. This is her family's hundred year old farm. People don't come here. Now, she did let the colleges study both these caves. And, um, you know, her family's been here for 100 plus years. So then the colleges have studied these caves for 100 plus years. They have pulled out Native American um, artifacts. I mean, goodness, um, Zook from Cryptid Warfare podcast got an arrowhead while he was out here. So this land and we had and again, confirmation that this supposed shaman um, there were these bad sets of Indians and he banished them as skinwalkers into the cave and they want to use me some way to get them out. Like, but I don't know what they want. Um, and, y- you know, um, I go I go in there probably not even midway because I stop where it starts to get a little crunched. And the reason why I stop is because the last time that I investigated um, I heard three plain as day muddy footsteps right down in that cave and I booked ass. And for some reason, I felt like and this was the first time anytime I've been in there, I'm, I'm never thinking bad things. But for some reason, this last time since I walked in there and I went a little further than usual and then there was cutouts to the right and to the left, I was sitting there thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to be taken by these aliens. And then Jake's going to come home. How's he going to know that I'm in this cave? And then I'm like sitting there thinking, well, then if he goes in the house and I'm not here and he's going to come in the cave and I'll leave, I'll leave my flashlight laying there. That's when I knew, Ooh, my body knows there's something in this cave because I'm starting to like, you know, make out a plan for how I'm going to get saved. You're, you're, you know, yeah, you know, something's not right. Wow. So that was kind of, that was, that was frightening to to say the least. Yeah, for sure. I can't believe you're going there on your own. (laughs) I don't think I would. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm looking left, right behind, you know, straight. But like I said, I'm, I'm never going to be one where I tell someone I don't believe them or I, they show me a picture or something. And I say, Nope, that's not it. If I can't give them the right answer, because there is no right answer yet. We're all still looking for those right answers, but, um, and the things in my house now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm communicating with it in my house. It, It sets off the REM pod. Um, it's, and it was weird. It actually um, validated that there is a dog man here because when we asked it to touch it, make the green lights go off on the REM pod. You know how the REM has green, purple, yellow, blue. Yeah, it it was like dog man beep. <laughs> and it was like, but, oh, God, is that indicating? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, so what, what do you think is in your house? Do you think that's. In the in my house, I think it's either a human or inhuman spirit. Um, now it did say in the cave that the devil is in there and that there are demons, which again does relate because when I talked to um, 
One of my friends is Anna Maria Manello. She's on Instagram as the Sinister Archive. She's actually an award-winning screenwriter and author of her own paranormal memoirs and travels the country to write about others. And these, her, um, she was the one that actually showed my cave investigations to these mediums. And she uses these mediums to kind of steer to whether they can tell whether the people that are telling her their, their stories, if they're meaning it, you know I mean? If because she writes books about them. Yeah. So she's, these are the people she turns to. And they said that there's, it's, it's a rake skinwalker, which is even worse because it's a flesh eating and it takes chickens, which I haven't got to that part with you. Something has killed three of my chickens and it's able to open up the door because one of the chickens was outside my enclosure, the one that survived. I have other ones that survived, but I'm meaning the last time that two were taken um, and I had gone out and I, you know, this all happened and I seen it bullet was outside of the enclosure. So it knows how to open and close a door and it even stuck a stick on the left side of the enclosure in a hole of the screen to like kind of put the chickens over to the front where something then made a hole and grabbed them and pulled them out. And then I guess my rooster must have been fighting like hell because then I think it entered the enclosure and it grabbed my rooster right here. And what's weird is I know this isn't an animal because there was no blood no scratches, no nothing. It was like something with a hand grabbed his throat feathers and yanked them all out. His entire esophagus was exposed, but yet no blood, no scratches, nothing. I'll send you the picture of that too as well. But um, it was like, if you can imagine something with its hand in a hole, grabbing a chicken, bullseyes inside pecking at that thing something goes in and grabs it to like throw him off of pecking at the hand of whatever this thing was that's kind of how i looked at it in my mind kind of how i you know and i caught bigfoot and claw like paw marks both right here outside the enclosure I mean, the paw mark was like about that big and it did have a claw slice in it. And then I had a big footprint that was over like 10 feet away from it. And it was a big footprint. Wow. So do you I think have pictures of those too. The, 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 the big foot and the dog man are, are connected. Do you think that they, they're, they're, they're an entity that not work together, but they're, yeah, they're together. Here's- Here's what I think about that. I don't think that necessarily that being that there was one that looked like a paw and one that looked like more of a Bigfoot. I'm thinking that it was something that shape shifted. It might not be even a Sasquatch in that one print. It could be a skinwalker print and whatever their print is, it looks between humanish and Sasquatch. But the fact that it went down onto a paw And the weird thing was, is I had this sticky paper that was on the back of my chicken's enclosure because all I did was get like a cubby with six holes in it, right? Like a big dresser cubby. And then 
it doesn't have a back to it. So I put sticky taper on the back. So then that way they can go in their little thing and lay eggs and not have anybody look at them from the back. How about that sticky paper was found outside the enclosure, uh, 20 feet down my backyard, 12 foot drop down to the creek bed and five feet over going up into the woods. Now, what dragged that all the way there? It certainly wasn't an animal. Yeah, yeah. And is that thing, I mean, no you way. You haven't got people trespassing there because you're, you're, no you're, on, comes there. you're on no. your own, yeah. This is, this is not a transient place. This isn't where people that don't have a home, you know, are walking along. I'm, I'm talking, there is nothing here. I cannot describe to you enough. We are out there. There's, there's nobody that comes here. Wow. So that, that thing that bashed your house, could that mm-hmm. possibly be the skinwalker as well? It, you know, that's a big possibility being that we haven't caught a picture of, you know, anything like that doing it. Now, the weird thing was, is that the camera that night that my recent two chickens were gone and killed. And I and mind you, I say could be killed because there was not one talon, not one eyeball, not one head, not one spot of blood yeah. anywhere. It's like those things just disappear yeah. somewhere. But the weird thing was that night I wasn't able to catch anything on my back camera that faces the enclosure because something turned the camera and flicked the battery, like did something to the electronic thing. Because when I went out and I discovered that the chickens were gone at that point, I just thought they were gone. I went on my phone and I went to the Arlo camera and it said, something like AC battery battery needs reconnected. I'm like, what? And I go over, no batteries out. I just take down the camera. I take it out, push it back in. Camera's working. So something glitched it electronically, but also turned it. But yet my shed camera picked up earlier that day from that night that again, I didn't catch what it was, but Something like 11 feet tall peeked out of my woods, disappeared. And then all of a sudden you see something like a translucent thing crawling up on top of my enclosure. And it looks like a elongated, long armed rake. That's the only thing I can describe it. Wow. It freaked me out because I'm like looking at it and I said, you know, Jake, do you I mean, look at the camera. It's 3 p.m. You know, this this camera's working. Why isn't the darn back camera on? You know, I could have caught whatever, but it was and it was like, well, was that the thing that was going to get ready to kill my chickens that night? And it was like, you know, what's the word reconning, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it and it but it literally turned my camera facing the road, the back one. I, I wow. And oh, my God. And I'll send you. I'll send you the stuff I have for all yeah, that. Yeah, no, thank you very much. That's that's amazing. That's terrifying, <laughs> but it's amazing. That's why wow. I'm pretty popular these days because you yeah. know nobody's heard of all all of this on yeah. one property, but I have the evidence for it. The only other thing left is I'm shaking hands with something. That's the only <laughs> thing that's left, or I'm going to be killed. Either one. 
But we don't want that. We don't want that. No, <laughs> we don't want that. Shaking hands. Yeah, that'd be cool. But, that would uh, be cool. Wow. Wow. So, do you, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing stuff. So how often are you having activity? Is it, is it like daily? Tommy, if I go out there once, if I go out there every night in that cave, that REM pod will go off. Wow. Every night. It comes, the weird thing is, I think I caught it that it comes out at night because the last time that I did an investigation there, all of a sudden, this swirly white stuff started coming up out of the cabin. And then the red pod would go off. And then I'd get these SLS figures crawling on the roof of the cave. And it's one of them just had, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with what an SLS is. Yeah. Well, when you when you map a person, it's one dot for the head, and then you got dot dot hip hip, knee knee foot foot. Yeah, this thing had no one dot. It had two things and a dot dot, like it had horns. Wow! And that I think is when it terrified me that I thought back and was like. Oh shit! I went in this cave by myself, and this isn't a human stick figure. Yeah, that's yeah. What is what is this? Is this the demon that it said earlier in the day? Because remember, I told you it said um, the devil was here. There are demons. But again, what Anna had told me that the medium said because the because the term is just overused. Everybody in paranormal channels puts on their thumbnail demon encounter. You know, you could go to an old folks home and it says demon encounter. That's probably but, what I'll call this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But I might do. But no, whatever. Hey, it's your I'm episode. Joking. It's your episode. No, I won't, I won't. But, but they did say that these that are in my cave are demonic negative entities. Wow. All three of them. And again, one's in Pennsylvania. One's in Connecticut, one's in California, and they don't know each other and they don't talk to each other. And they all came up with the same thing. They said the one said that I was giving her a heart attack when she was watching my video when I was going into that cave because she's like, first of all, who would do that even just going on a cave look? But you're going in there to investigate and you're calling people because I'm in there. I want to talk to everybody, you know, <laughs> but I do it. I don't do it like that, of course, but I will put this right out here as a disclaimer. Yes. The first morning that I moved here, I took a tobacco offering in that cave. I said, welcome. My name is Farah. I am nice to meet you. Your land is beautiful. I didn't say it was Miss Peggy's land. I know. I know what happened back in the day. So your land is beautiful. I'm thankful that I'm here. Um, so I did make a good gesture. Not getting many good gestures back because every time they want to kill a chicken of mine, they leave feathers at the cave entrance. Like, wow, don't come in here again. You're finding that's, feathers at the cave entrance. Yes. That's the only thing as I'll find is three or four feathers. Now, remember the first time two chickens were killed this last time. One chicken was taken and each time again, no blood, no piece of the chicken, no body, no nothing. All that there is is three sprinkled feathers right before the entrance of the cave. Like 
Yeah. Like almost as a reminder, like, oh, I want to go to the cave today. Oh, there's feathers. Don't go there. Yeah. But But I still did. Wow. And it only happened when I investigated the cave. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a, a message, basically. Something's coming out to say you're coming in here and I don't like that. Wow. Are you still going in that cave on your own? Yes, sir. I am. Wow. <laughs> you yeah. are a lot braver than me. I'm actually going to be doing, I'm trying to, because people want me to do more live invest- investigations of the cave. Because again, I'm not a paranormal channel. I don't advertise myself that. But again, if you're part of the you know, conversation cabin podcast, cabin crew, you're on the journey with me. You know, we can all, you can all help me. You can all say what it could be, might be what I can do, shouldn't do. Um, But, you know, I, I, I'm going to be planning like once every two weeks to go out there and have a live investigation. Because like I said, 830, nine o'clock on the dot, 1130, you put that REM pod right there. It's like something once that sun goes down, it's, it's almost eerie. It gives you chills. It's like something's coming out to feed. It's very weird. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I am going to be definitely joining the crew and, and keeping an eye because it sounds, it's, it's terrifying, but it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, I hope to, um, you know, one day um, I was thinking about on my season three of my show, which I'll be doing like another year is to have like a big contest where somebody come out, comes out here and, you know, they can investigate the cave with me and go Bigfoot squatching and all that kind of stuff. So, um, because again, it is a beautiful place, beautiful area, Sasquatch sightings everywhere. And, you know, I mean, you just, I couldn't have, I couldn't have wrote a better story of everyone coming out and looking up there and seeing a UFO or going in there and hearing whispers. They saw claw marks down the stone inside the cave. There was scat. We were getting the the dowsing rods were opening and closing. The REM pod was, I had everything where everybody left and was like, okay, she's, (laughs) that place is nuts. So that's wow. what I wanted was someone to validate me because then when I share my stuff, you do with it what you will. That's, you know, I'm sharing it. You say what you will. This is what I think. That's what you think. And all is well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I live it. So don't yeah, tell me man. that it's not. Yeah, don't tell yeah, me that know. it's like Jim Bob trying to scare me yeah. because Jim Bob would have come out of the woodwork by now. This is something. Yeah. It's like anything um, when you when you experience it for yourself, you know what it is. Like yourself, well, you know that it's not it's something crazy, obviously, but right, you know it's it's real. When you know, you know. Yeah. Wow. So do you think so with obviously the train that you're hearing underneath and the yeah. possibility that there is something under there, maybe connected to the military or something, we don't know. But do you think it there could be something there that is put there to protect, to protect it, to stop people from going in. I think if anything, it is one, it's one of two things. It's either the military protecting or working with aliens or B it's the military that knows that there's something here that's evil. And 
can hurt people and it's trying to keep a close eye on it. Or there's just aliens here. And in some way, I do think that we would get more answers in the Sasquatch community if researchers would stop just looking at it as one or the other. I think the issue is they're looking at Sasquatch as either flesh and blood or supernatural. Why can it not be both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there for sure. That's where I am on it. I feel like it's it's both. See, how can it be elusive for that long? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as well, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's there's different types of Sasquatch. So there could be some that are more flesh and blood that you could capture and kill maybe. But then you have got the supernatural side to it where it could be a a similar sort of creature, but not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I feel like there is. Yeah. There is like seven to uh, 10 different Sasquatches. One of them is called a Gugwee, which actually um, the remote viewer had first said was on my property. A Gugwee is a, um, how did she describe it? It's like a, um, a Sasquatch that it's like a hybrid of some sort. It has a dog face and it's a, and the weird thing is she said it was a flesh eating Gugwee. The mediums are saying flesh eating rake skinwalker. So you can see right there, it's teetering on the line of it being almost the same as what everybody's saying, which that's really crazy when you have experts across the country that are almost saying the same thing and they haven't even been out here yet, you know? Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm still going to keep searching myself, you know, um, I will, you know, I'm always looking for new people to bring out to do like an investigation with me, like a group that's into Sasquatching and stuff like that, because I want, um, I don't want any more of my chickens killed. That's, you know, one thing they're my babies. I love them dearly. Um, but the other thing is too, is that we also don't know out of the seven to 10 types of Sasquatch that there is, there is more aggressive ones but the dog man is what i'm worried about out here because i smell the piss oh my good god the piss that comes through our air conditioner it's it smells like somebody dumped 10 barrels you know those big blue plastic barrels that are used for like construction yeah it smells like somebody dumped 10 barrels of piss right outside our thing and then you put a penny in your mouth and you get that kind of taste yeah it's wow. disgusting. How often do you get that? Mm, that I think in seven months, we've might've had like four times and it's always after we're outside for a long time, like a couple days in a row, we're outside, we're doing a lot, you know, it's nice out and it's like something's coming and marking its territory. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. So interesting. And with, with the UFO activity that you get around the house, what, what happens there? Well, we're going to be doing more. We're going to be doing more investigation with that. We're going to actually be getting more cameras to go ahead and stabilize, like put a camera out here that's looking up and then one here and looking up. But I mean, being that I'm not outside all the time and our cameras are more facing, you know, ground eye level. I haven't caught anything because I haven't been out there to catch anything. But when I what's so weird is that when I am, I catch something. So it's like, oh, I need to get a camera. So I, or I'm getting ready to order 
one or two more cameras, because again, like since I'm going to kind of take it up a notch with investigating, like put some right outside the cave one moment, you know, well, I definitely want to put another one by the shed to capture what that thing is that's coming out. But I'm definitely going to tilt some to the sky and see what we can get that way, too. Yeah, awesome stuff. Before you moved to the house that you're at now, was wherever you was before, was you getting paranormal activity? Yeah, in, in the house mainly, just like, you know, creaking, walking, whispers. Um, you'd hear a voice and then we would see some UFOs too. And of course, it's always crossed my mind, you know, is something following me? I, I, I don't know. That's one question I actually haven't asked the the spirit like hey was this something you know i mean but i've never played with a ouija board or nothing like that you know so it's not like i've asked for anything you know what i mean but i guess a lot of people sometimes don't it just yeah. if you have an energy of some sort you know i don't know but um i you know i would be uh, now i you know i will say just like everybody has a a traumatizing time in life sometime i had a bad 3 years where I, where i wasn't following the right path we'll just say and i'm you know recovered and happy and so maybe there might have been some demons that are following from that but i mean i think this more out here is more to the land it's more geared from this property it's not me that's feeding it per se, but maybe the stuff back then when I was, you know, when I was in a bad spot and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the person I should have been. Yeah. So, so just going to when, when you was like a child, did, would you have, have any experiences then growing up? Um, I don't, here's the thing. Um, you know, long story short with the, the childhood, my, um, my mother was, we'll just say, not the, the nicest person. And I remember being locked in the, the basement more times than I can count. And I don't know whether hearing, you know, a, a woman's voice saying, you know, it's okay, or, you know, don't be scared. I don't know if that was something paranormal or if it was just my four or five-year-old mind that was trying to make myself comforted on my own. So, you know, so that's where I, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to make up a story for prime time. That's, that's not who I am. And I, I just, but I, I do re I do remember, I do remember that, but nothing crazy. I just don't know what it came from. Was it me or was it something? I don't know. Yeah. So would you, you say you've always had, you've always experienced the paranormal. It, it's just seemed like something maybe following me or something maybe even I created. Cause you know how sometimes they say like a, um, you know, a poltergeist because I did have a really bad life at home. And again, I don't know. I can't say then for sure where that stemmed from, where I would hear things, where I think I'd see someone passing my bedroom window, my uh, bedroom door um, or, you know, a tap or something, because there were so many times that I prayed to be safe, you know, that again, I don't know if it was just 
me as a young girl that was living like a movie, like a lifetime movie with her psychotic mother, you know, that was um, doing horrible things to me all the time and stuff. But you know what I mean? It, you just don't know then what can stem from that trauma. Yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes that bad energy can create. Exactly. Something. Right. So again, that's where, you know, now, you know, years of being, you know, healthy and everything. This was like, you know, coming here for that new, even fresher start and, you know, getting into this and what I wanted to do, you know, what I've always dreamed about doing, you know, doing a podcast and writing and creating. And, um, and I think this place though, one of the mediums did say something. What struck me is I, I became curious, but she said, Farah, doesn't um no i'm sorry it wasn't one of the mediums it was actually um uh, a commenter on one of my videos and she said farah doesn't give herself enough credit she's more sensitive than she than she thinks and i think too that might stem from the trauma that i've had because when you're you know um you know, someone that, you know, your mother's not ever supposed to hurt you in the ways that she does. And you're begging for like how, you know, God, why is, you know, why did you put someone like on like this, the earth to do this horrible things? You know, you're wondering what all kind of spirit attachments you can get. Is it a guardian angel? Is it a, you know, you, you just don't know. So it's like any time in my life, I've always wondered, you know, was it was it me that was making things happen or was it something that was alongside me helping me? But like out here, I think that's also where all this energy came out, because maybe I do have something more sensitive. I'm not one of those people on YouTube. It's going to walk in and say, oh, I feel something. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not a medium. I don't I don't claim to be. But I do think that I attract to yeah. where. Everything out here, I think, thought, hey, we have a voice now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry you had to go through that as a child. Um, that must have been very difficult. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're you're in a good place now. You're doing the podcast. A great place. And uh, exciting. There's definitely exciting times ahead for sure. Oh, I, lo I love it out here. And I love everything that I've gotten into. And it's just, um, you know, you only have one life. And so, you know, I want to get out there and put more trail cams up in the woods. And I, you know, I just, you know, um, you know, because I, I really in uh, looking back, I shouldn't be here right now. I shouldn't. There were three times we'll just say that I wasn't going to be here anymore. Like bona fide, I should not be here today. So I want to be able to get out there and explore and just see what's out there and see what's after life too. You know, where does our conscious go? All of that. And I think it's a really good, I think it's a really good thing to study and more people should be interested. And I'm trying to get more women out there to do it and not, you know, I think, you know, a lot of women that want to get into it, they don't because they're scared of what their friends group might say, or that's crazy, you know, and, and this and that. But, you know, I'm trying to show that, hey, you're just as strong as a guy with boots on the ground research. I mean, I was out there with these guys that I had out. They were military guys. I was out there with them with, you know, 
stomping in hot human mosquitoes everywhere, tromping up like a 20 foot embankment with eight foot tall grass, dark. I was out there right along with them. And you know what? The and I was still up and the next day I'm all popping up and they're all in their chairs. So I was like, you know, I'm gung ho for this stuff. And, you know, I'm just trying to get even, you know, uh, young people just I want everybody to get out there because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So it'd be nice to get a little heads up of where we're going, who might be around and, and see what we can see what we have out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, mm-hmm. you're definitely braver than me going in that cave because <laughs> after what you've experienced and seen, I don't think I'd be going in there without a team and guns. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be going in there on my own. So you're, yeah. Oh, they had everything. Some they stuff. had the big guns. They brought their military guns. And it wasn't, of course, to kill anything if we came across something. It was to defend ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. let me put that out there right now. But I mean, yeah, I mean, they had comms and everything like this was a foolproof investigation, you know, no walkie talkie, you know, from Amazon. This was beep, beep, <laughs> you know, yeah. so we had the right equipment to get out there. We had night vision, but I think they're all planning on coming up in, um, you know, because in the summer, it does make it hard when you're in a, you know, a woodsy place like this, so much thickness and so we're thinking, tossing around an idea of them coming up in like November when there's no bush to have to get through. You know, it's just easy. Get in the woods. You can see better. So we might be tossing around that like cryptid Thanksgiving kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited to see what you guys come up with and, and what happens. It oh, I don't. Very, too, definitely. very exciting. I know this might be a difficult question, but if you had to sum up everything that's going on around your property in the cave, if you had to sum it up now, what what do you think's happening? What do you think it is? Do you think you're in a, in, a, in just an area that's just high? Um, yeah, high level, high level. But if I had to break it down to one thing or another, I would say the cave definitely is inhabited by a negative entity entities. I should say. Um, skinwalkers or whatever but it's negative i i will say that um the shadow kind of proved that to me there as far as if anything creatureish wise i i think more sasquatch than dogman i don't know why i feel that but but then again it, it is like a smorgasbord i think anything's possible here but this is just what i'm getting from my evidence you know but i also do think that this is a far out area where I think that there's been a lot more alien activity than I even know. And I really want to dig into, I want to kind of see what this history has been around here. Um, I mean, and gosh, I'm not far at all from Hopkinsville or land between the lakes where the dog man was supposedly killed a family of four. So you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Will Will you it's keep crazy. us Will you keep us posted on on what goes on? Oh, because course. we'd oh, love to have you back on to talk. Oh, more. I will certainly certainly keep you posted, Tommy. Awesome! Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and and what's going on. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? 
Of course. So again, my name is Farah, and I'm the fearless host of the Conversation Cabin podcast. Um, season two just started, so um, I will be dropping new episodes every Thursday. I also have a little big announcement that's coming this Wednesday. So just pay attention to my Instagram for um, announcement to be directed somewhere else. Um, But other than that, if you like stories of the paranormal, the cryptids, UFOs, the alien abductions, cults, true crime and more, I'm your girl. I'm brave. I write everything. I research everything. I add in even special music and sound effects to pull you into the story. Um, because it's not just a podcast, it's an experience. Awesome. Farah, thank you so much. I'm very excited to see what happens next. And you're welcome back on Let's Get Freaky anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you're welcome on mine if you'd love to come on oh, too, Tommy. I would love to. Thank you right. very much. Awesome. All right. And that's the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please share it where you can. That's a great way to support the show. Make sure you check out the Conversation Cabin. Absolutely awesome stuff. If you've had any paranormal experiences, get in touch with us. Email us at letsgetfreakypodcast at outlook.com or you can reach us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, at TC. Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Slide into our DMs. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back very soon for more freaky conversations. In the meantime, stay safe and remember, keep it freaky. darkness and then you see a figure but it's darker than the darkness i just get this like really creepy feeling and i see this uh this like shadowy demon looking figure in the front seat of the car she used to come into my room at night and stand right by my bed and i just was petrified i remember i saw something fly by my bedroom window we heard the bathroom door shut so then we looked out my bedroom window down the hallway and the bathroom door was wide open so we came around the bend and we saw eye shine. This thing stood up. I mean, it stood up. And it had high pointed ears, it had a snout, it had a long arm, and it just, it grabbed the deer. What?